0: welcome to the italian grape geek podcast join us as we explore personal stories of travel and tasting with italy's must know grape varietals chart your own course with my italian grape geek journal your personal tasting companion to accompany the series available now on amazon with thanks to Calangelo and partners for their generous support with this project there. My name is Stephanie Guth, and I live in Toronto. I work as the portfolio manager for the Living Vine Wine Agency, and we specialize in organic, biodynamic, and natural wines. I'm a certified CMS sommelier, beer ambassador. I hold an MBA in wine marketing and the WSET diploma in wine and spirits. I'm a WSET educator, as well as teach wine courses at George Brown College in Toronto. The first of five grapes I'll be talking about today is Noor Goose. So nurgrus is a white grape which finds its home on the island of Sardinia, one of the oldest varieties of the island. Its name might come from the Phoenician word for fire, which was nur, or was named after ancient volcanic towers built around the island called Nuraghe. In terms of some key information about the grape, nurgrus is a high-cropping, relatively disease-resistant variety. It's well adapted to the warm Mediterranean climate of Sardinia. The berry is white, it's medium, sub-oval with waxy golden yellow skin, and its bunches are tight and medium to large conical in shape. Medium to late maturing, the production is abundant and regular, so it makes it a relatively easy grape variety to cultivate. Produced in both still and sparkling styles, dry and sweet. We mostly see it as single varietal examples. Often enjoyed young to appreciate its vibrant and fruity character. So when talking about the dry still examples, they're usually delicate straw color, light bodied with moderate acidity, and exhibit flavors of citrus fruits, green apples, and white floral notes. So super pleasantly fresh on the palate. Most are aged in steel to preserve the grape's freshness and fruity characters. In terms of my personal connection to the grape, I'm always keen to learn about more obscure native varietals and seek them out during my travels. So haven't had the opportunity to taste much, but have tasted it once before. And it was on a via trip to Sicily at the Terramina Gourmet Food Festival. I remember it being bright, fresh, really pretty. And what struck me was how delicate it was, despite coming from such a warm climate. What interested me most about learning about this grape variety are that the plantings are in decline and it's actually largely unplanted outside the hills and plains of central and southern Sardinia. The more people know about this grape, learn about it, buy it, we hopefully can sort of help to save the obscure variety from extinction. In Toronto, where I'm based, unfortunately, this variety I have never seen on the market. I think we get a lot of great Italian wines in Ontario, but wines of Sardinia, we don't see much, and Nurogous in particular, I have actually never seen. Some benchmark producers that I know are worth trying: Cantine Argiolis, Pala, and Cantine di Dolia Nova. In terms of food pairing recommendations, this wine is super fresh and has a crisp profile, so it actually pairs well with a lot of different foods. In particular, seafood dishes, some salads, light appetizers. So what comes to mind is Insalata di Mari, fritumisto, Misto, or Linguini alle Vongole. Coming back to America, Benetoli International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at vinitaly.com. Hi there, it's Stephanie again. So the second grape that I'll be talking about is Ossoletta. So Ossoletta is a red grape variety, primarily cultivated in the Veneto region of northeastern Italy. It's a, an ancient variety actually rediscovered by Massey in the 1980s. So its cultivation had been abandoned due to extremely low yields. So an interesting history in terms of making a bit of a resurgence. Oceleta is known for its unusually small grape bunches and berries, so it offers really deep color, high acidity, and intense flavors. This variety has relatively limited production even still today, so it's often used in blends rather than being vinified as a single varietal wine. Often blended with other indigenous grape varieties in the Veneto region, such as Corvina, Corvinone, and Rondinella, it helps to enhance the complexity and structure of the final wine by contributing very intense color, full-bodied, and definitely notable tannins. It's particularly associated with the production of Amarone and Valpolicello wines, and that makes perfect sense with Massey having such a big role in its resurgence. In terms of my personal connection to the grape, I actually had the opportunity to visit Massey some years ago and learn all about their role in reviving the grape. They were super proud of their part in resurrecting it and sort of keeping it top of mind for other producers in the Veneto region. And it was a really, really cool experience to hear sort of their passion and dedication behind it. So this trip was actually a Via trip. It was in April 2017, And we went on a a group tour of the winery, which was actually really cool to see. And we had the opportunity to try a single varietal oceleta wine. So it was definitely an experience. I think personally a little bit too intense of a profile on its own. So it does, in my opinion, play or shine, let's say, when used in smaller proportions in a blend. But you really do get that strong, you know, strong tannin, full-bodied sort of rustic character was quite apparent when the wine was made as a single varietal wine. What interested me most about learning about this variety is the renewed interest in Oceleta as part of a broader movement in the Veneto region to sort of preserve and promote Indigenous varieties. I think it's very important to have these grapes be studied and learned more about really so they can be used where best used sort of thing. Again, being in Ontario, it's a monopoly market, it's a little bit harder to find sort of a broad diversity of native and indigenous varietals. So I've never seen a single varietal ossoletta on the market. But I do know we get a lot of Amarone and Valpolicella on the market, as they are probably two of the most popular Italian wine styles that come into the province of Ontario. So I can only imagine that somebody is using it as part of their blend and we definitely see Massey wines in this market and it must be part of a blend though. I can't confirm for sure because unless they stated on the back label, not hundred percent sure if it's part of a blend, but hopefully it is. So some benchmark producers worth trying, definitely a Tedeschi as well as um, Zime. Some personal food Recommendations. I mean, due to its full bodied and sort of drying tannins, these deep red wines would pair really well with rich and roasted meats. So, something like roasted lamb, boar, venison, or osubuco. So, the third grape I'll be talking about is Pecorino. Pecorino is a white wine grape primarily grown in the regions of Marche, Abruzzo, and Umbria. The name is most likely derived from the Italian word pecora, meaning sheep, as the grape clusters are said to resemble a sheep's head. So a little bit about key information about the grape. The origins of Pecorino are not well documented, but it's believed to be an ancient grape variety indigenous to central Italy. So like many other indigenous varieties, Pecorino fell out of favor for a period, but it's actually experienced. A great resurgence in the last couple of years. It's known for its adaptability to various terroirs and climates, and it thrives in hilly and coastal areas benefiting from their well-draining soils. The grape is capable of producing high quality wines with good acidity and distinct aromatic characteristics. Its wines are often praised for their aromatic complexity with citrus notes like lemon and grapefruit, as well as white flower, and just a touch of herbal aromas. Sometimes in a warm vintage, and depending on the microclimate of a particular vineyard, it could even have hints of tropical fruit, but always display nice minerality. So pecorino is used to produce a range of wine styles, including still, sparkling, and even dessert wines. The most common expression, though, is the dry white wine, which is appreciated for its lively acidity and versatility with food pairings. In terms of a personal connection to the grape, we actually work with some amazing Apruzzese producers like Medio Pepe and Agricola Cirelli who are making single varietal Pecorino wines. And it's interesting to see sort of the range of prices that Pecorino can come in, right? So there are some in our Ontario market, Pecorino can range from mid $20 a bottle, upwards to $80. So really depending on the producer and sort of the age at which the wine is released, there's a broad span in terms of pricing. So, this is actually a grape that I've had many, many times <laughs> in many, many different places, which shows you the popularity of the grape. I've definitely had it in Italy many times, but it's readily available in Toronto. I used to work in New Zealand, and Pecorino was available in that market as well. So, it's really nice to see this indigenous varietals. Maybe not being the most common grape variety <laughs> from central Italy, but definitely having a good place within other grape varieties, let's say. What interested me most about learning about this grape is sort of the different expressions of it. So we can go from something quite simple and citrusy, so easy drinking and delicate, to a wine that's a little bit more serious, showing more complexity and more minerality and real age-worthy wines, as well as having... Um, wines with some sweetness to it so just showing the range that a grape like Pecorino can have Um, so it's definitely experienced a revival in recent years with winemakers recognizing its potential to produce high quality distinctive white wines and this resurgence in indigenous varietals is definitely part of a broader trend in Italy and that should be celebrated so like I mentioned, in the Ontario market, Pecorino is widely available. And some benchmark producers being Chiarelli, Christina Tiberio, Grifoni, Umani Ronchi, Amidio Pepe, Valentini. So the fact that so many winemakers are considered benchmark producers for this grape is really helping to keep this grape forefront in people's minds have it offered at a variety of prices. So having it be accessible to anyone really who wants to experience this varietal in terms of food pairings. So again, coming in so many different styles, it can pair with so many different kinds of foods. So in terms of its freshness, bright acidity and aromatic profile, We could be talking about seafood dishes and salads or seafood in general. So something like grilled shrimp in the summer on the barbecue. Also some grilled stone fruit to have a bit of a fresh seafood salad in the summer. Or a pesto pasta. Porketto would be great. A Parmesan-crusted pork tenderloin as well in the cooler months. It would pair well with salads with acidic dressings which are often very difficult to pair with and even sort of take you to the finish of a meal with soft or salty nutty cheeses like Pecorino. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts,